Father, it is my prayer at this time that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, the hearing and understanding of those present would be acceptable in your sight now and forevermore. Amen. Well, I'd like to continue my uh, Advent series on words that you might not mean what you think they mean. And I've come, we've come this week uh, full circle for our final uh, Advent candle to the word love. You might not know what it means. Now I know Robin is sitting there thinking, I'll know what love is, Jenny, in her best Forrest Gump voice, because I was thinking the same thing. You were thinking it, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We talk about love, and we think we understand what love is. And again, this is one of the shortcomings of the English language. In Greek, uh, the language that the New Testament was written in, there are three words that mean love. Two of them appear in the Bible, one does not. The one that does not appear in the Bible is the word eros, which is romantic love. Uh, the love typically that we see between a man and a woman. That's a kind of love, and I think when we think about love, that's the one we think of the most. Romantic love. Uh, the other kind of love is phylos love, which is uh, love for brother, brotherly love. Um, we get the name of the city Philadelphia, is the city of brotherly love. Phylos is brotherly love. And then we come to agape, which is uh, the word I've used for the title of the sermon this week. It's not agape. There should be a little accent over the E, but I haven't figured out how to type that yet. Agape, which is the love that God has for us. It is the perfect love he has for us without condition. It is the perfect love he asks for us to have for one another. Like all the other words we've gone through in this Advent series, love is not an emotion. It's action. It is doing. And it's hard. We've all got somebody in our lives that's not lovable, right? They're there. They're lurking around the corner. And we're called to love them with this perfect love. And it's hard. I remember when I was getting started in prison ministry years ago. One of the important things they always stressed to us was uh, never ask somebody why they're in prison. Never ask. If they want to tell you, that's fine. And there was a reason that they told us never to ask. It's because it would make it hard sometimes. 
I remember probably about the third or fourth time I was in for uh, one of the Kairos weekends, there was a, uh, a man in there who, he was just the bubbliest little guy. He was, he was kind of short, and he was probably a little bit older than, than I was at the time, and just always seemed to be in a great mood. Seemed like a really nice guy. And I was sitting there, I'd talk to him now and then, and among the others and everything, and I got to thinking, what in the world could this guy possibly be in prison for? And though I knew better, we got out in the evening, I pulled out my iPhone and I Googled his name, it's all public record, discovered that he was a child molester. And I almost quit. That was almost it for me. I went to bed that night wondering if I was going to get up and go the next morning. Jesus died for everyone. Our scripture verse is John 3.16, which I think we all know by heart. I don't even have to read this one. I know it by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. One of the, got to be not only the most famous verse of the Bible, but it sums up the whole thing. It's the Christmas story, it's the Easter story, it's everything in the middle. And this love that God has for the world is the agape love. Love without condition. Jesus came for everyone doesn't matter what their sin is. Everybody's got them. And I was sitting here ready to quit the whole thing over this one guy's sin. It took me a while to come to terms with and understand the fact that Jesus died for him. And you know, that's a problem that a lot of people have. And not just with that particular sin. I know there is a, uh, one of the prisons in the state of Pennsylvania that we've been trying to get the Kairos ministry into. Uh, the warden is, the warden of that prison is under the assumption that none of those people deserve to go to heaven anyway. If I had a chance to talk to that warden, I would ask him, do you think you do? Truth be told, I don't deserve to go to heaven. I'm only going to heaven because Jesus died on the cross for me. I don't deserve it. I couldn't earn it. God sent his only son. 
so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. It's that love he has for me. It's that love he asks me to have for everyone else. It's that love he asks all of us to have for everyone else. Even where I am working in the jail right now, there are some members of the chaplain staff who have tremendous difficulty, particularly dealing with child molesters, and they're there. I'm the one that gets sent to them. Because the boss knows I'm not going to judge them. She knows I understand. Now, I'm not saying I approve, because I don't. But I know that God loves them. And I know that God asks me to love them. As hard as it is. And it is. Honestly, I have had some conversations that I really hope they couldn't see on my face how I felt about the things they were telling me about. But you know, they are repentant. The ones I've spoken to have been repentant of what they've done. And they want to change. Hopefully all of us of our sins, when we recognize our sin, hopefully we want to change. And sometimes it's very difficult to change. Sometimes it's very difficult for us to do better than we have been doing. I'm still fat. I've been trying to change that for, oh goodness, thirty, forty years. Some things are hard to change, but we struggle and we try and we understand, don't we, that God loves us. with that agape love. In the King James Bible, sometimes the word agape is translated as charity. If you're reading your King James and you come across the word love, or the word charity, it's this agape love. And I think that's a really uh, a good way to look at it. Because a lot of times when we're, we, we think of charity in particular, is giving, don't we? And a lot of times we're giving to organizations that we can't really uh, do something with. Uh, world hunger relief, for example. Um, and we can't, we can't go someplace to feed the hungry. It, it might be outside of our means to go there, but we, we give to these organizations. As, as, as charity. 
we, we may give to a charity that helps take care of animals because you know, we can't take care of all the animals we want to take care of. How many cats would we have if we were allowed? All of them. All the cats we'd have. We have one right now. We have one. But we'd have them all if we could. The house would stink. <laughs> but we, we do what we can to love one another, to, to, to show that. And it's important that we do that showing. It's important that we spend that time with the person who is less easy to love. Because it's, it's, it's doing. The best way I have heard the three loves uh, expressed, uh, a very easy way, I think, to remember it is, Eros says, I love you for what you can do for me. And, and that's a way, that is a way we see love. I love you for what you can do for me. And Philo says, I love you for who you are. It's the idea of brotherly love. We're, we're expected to love our family, aren't we? And, and hopefully we do a pretty good job of loving our family. Although I've seen a lot of families that are not loving, not caring for one another. But even though they may quibble, hopefully there is still something of love there, that Philos love. Philos says, I love you for who you are. And Agape says, I love you anyway. I love you anyway. Do you have anybody like that? I know we've tried to express that on our child. It's not just the family love, but the I love you anyway. We need to, to love people despite what they do. We, we don't necessarily, we, we don't need to approve of what they do but we need to love them anyway because God loves us anyway. If when we became Christians, that was it. Okay, you're, you're a Christian now. You started over. We're all set. No more mistakes. It doesn't work that way. We all live, we're all still alive in this world, doing the best we can. And it's not perfect. But God still loves us. Anyway, 
And he expects us to love one another, to love everyone anyway. And again, we're going to fall short. We're going to make mistakes. But still, God loves us anyway. If we could bring this verse to mind. In times when we are not loving someone. To look at that person that you find less than easy to love. And realize. I mean really realize down in your heart that God loves them. As much as he loves you. I hope that will make it easier for you to love them as well. This program has been copyrighted under the Creative Commons Attributes, non-commercial, share-alike license. If you would like to contact Colin, please feel free to email colinroberts412 at gmail.com. This service is over. Your service may now begin. As we go from this place, let us remember that God loves us anyway. And he asks us to do the same for the rest of the world. Amen.